In this episode, I talk to Michelle Hoskin about how to create wow within your business. And that's a wow with three W's. We hear business tips and tricks from past podcast guests, and I'll tell you about a competition to celebrate this milestone edition. Welcome to episode 100 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance Podcast. You're listening to the podcast for business people looking for marketing ideas and inspiration and to discuss topics and issues about all things finance. I'm your host, Roger Edwards. Let's get on with the show. Hey folks, welcome to episode 100 of the Empath Podcast. I want to start this landmark episode with a big thank you to you. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for streaming and listening to the show over the last two years. Thank you for your feedback and thank you for your support. Most podcasts don't make it past episode seven, but I've had a blast putting together the show for a hundred episodes and it's you guys that have motivated me to stick at it and deliver great interviews with business people at the top of their games. To celebrate, I'm going to be running a competition where you can win copies of some of the books written by my guests, plus some free consultancy with me. I'll tell you all about the competition and how you can enter later in the show. My guest this week is Michelle Hoskin, known by many of you as Little Miss Wow. Michelle first appeared on the Empath Podcast back in show number 22. Her limitless enthusiasm for helping people create amazing businesses meant she was my top choice for a guest for show 100. She's going to share with you some stories from her trips around the world and how her company, Standards International, has evolved since we last chatted. But before we get to Michelle, I asked my other past guests for some quick business and marketing tips to help all of us and to celebrate episode 100. Many of them were kind enough to record these messages. And here's Chartered Financial Planner Martin Bamford from episode 15. Hi Roger, it's Martin Bamford from Informed Choice here. Congratulations on getting to episode 100 of the Empath Podcast. That's a fantastic achievement and I'm very pleased to have been a small part of that journey all the way back in episode 15 and then again in episode 63 along with my friend Pete Matthew. Something that I'm really excited about at the moment from a marketing perspective is the power of the Facebook pixel. For the uninitiated, this is a short piece of code that you put on your website which tracks visitors and allows you to then retarget them through Facebook adverts. It's got huge potential for small and big businesses alike as you can easily keep your brand at the front of mind with prospective customers. We often hear that the effective frequency, which is the number of times a consumer needs to be exposed to an advertising message before they respond, is something between 7 and 20 times. It's unreasonable, I think, to expect a prospective client to engage the first time they visit your website. So by retargeting with Facebook advertising and by using the Facebook pixel, you can capture their attention time and time again until they're ready to buy from you. The best thing about the Facebook pixel is the advertising to different audience segments. And for example, in my case, we target potential podcast listeners or those that read blogs about care fees planning. And it's dirt cheap. I typically spend two or three dollars a time on Facebook ads when we publish new blog posts or release new podcast episodes. And I want to make sure each time that they reach the right people. Roger, really well done on 100 episodes. Keep up the great work. 
I'm looking forward to listening to the next 100 and maybe even coming back again as a guest in the future if you'll have me. And another of my favourite financial planners and the host of the Meaningful Money podcast, Pete Matthew. Hi, this is Pete Matthew from the Meaningful Money podcast calling to say a huge well done and congratulations to Roger Edwards and the Empath podcast for hitting such a major milestone. They reckon the average podcast doesn't make it past episode eight or so. So to get to 100 episodes really is an epic achievement. I know how much work uh, it takes to put a show out every week. So massive respect to Roger for doing such a great job for so long. Now, some listeners may not know that Roger is also a Snapchat genius. No, seriously, don't dismiss Snapchat as something teenagers use to send dodgy pictures to each other. It's a really powerful marketing tool, really powerful way of building community, and Roger is a master at creating interesting and funny snaps. No doubt Roger himself will let you have his Snapchat handle so you can follow him, but you should definitely get involved in the most exciting social media platform of 2016. So Roger, congratulations once again, mate. Keep up the great work putting UK financial services at the forefront of marketing in 2016. Here's Chris Ducker, who appeared in show number 85. Hey, Roger, it's Chris Ducker here, and I just wanted to record this quick message to congratulate you on the amazing milestone of reaching 100 episodes of the Marketing Protection and Finance podcast. You're a real, real inspiration and such an incredible leader in the market, and I can't wait to see what you get up to over the next 100 episodes and even beyond. So congratulations again and keep up the fantastic work. Danny Matthews from show number 84 is a young advisor creating a strong personal brand through social media. Here's what he had to say. Hi Roger, Danny Matthews from theactualdanny.com here. Huge congratulations on reaching the big 100. It's a great achievement to hit a milestone like that. I'm really enjoying the podcast and uh, it's introduced me to some really great like-minded people in our industry. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing the journey of marketing protection and finance together. Uh, a quick Twitter tip for the listeners. There's one thing to engage your followers, but to really start building a meaningful relationship. When someone follows you, Send them a quick 10 to 15 second personalized video just to thank them for taking the time to follow you and use it as a chance to get to know them. You can ask a question or comment on their interests. It really takes less than a minute to check their profile and find something that they resonate with and doing the right thing is always the right thing to do. So congratulations on hitting 100 episodes, Roger. I look forward to chatting, snapping and tweeting with you very soon. Take care. Bye. And who can forget Rohan Sivajotti, the postcard planner from episode 53? Hello, Roger, and congratulations on the 100th episode of the Empath Podcast. Absolutely phenomenal. What an effort. Um, Rohan Sivajotti here from Postcard Planning. Um, Roger, I would say one awesome app that you all need to get is Aging Booth. What an app. A way to show young people what they're going to look like in retirement by putting wrinkles and grey hair on them. It's really engaging and it's awesome marketing. Thanks again, Roger, for having me as a guest and congratulations. Go open that bottle of champagne now. David Ferguson from Nucleus still holds the accolade as the most downloaded edition way back in episode 26. Hey, Roger. Um, David Ferguson at Nucleus here. really just want to say uh, well done and get into 100 episodes it's um great commitment really great effort and some really great content you know i was going to share a little um principle we have at nucleus which is um to think big act small and be humble uh, in everything we do 
So think big and, you know, have, have big plans, big dreams. Don't ever feel intimidated by competitors or other organizations. Act small is to never think you can achieve the first by uh, by not caring about the really small stuff, the stuff that really matters. And then um, be humble, you know, as, um, we live in a world of increasingly uh, short product cycles and uh, it's easy to compete. Barriers to entry have fallen. <clears throat> and I think if we ever get carried away with ourselves, um, then we'll be finished. So there you go. Uh, well done again. Cheers. I've met and chatted with some amazing people as a direct result of this podcast. Here's Chris Marr from the Content Marketing Academy. He was on the show back in number 80, and I've since been to his awesome conference, perhaps the best marketing conference I've ever been to. Here's Chris Marr. Hey Roger, it's Chris Marr here. Congratulations on publishing episode 100 of your podcast. What an achievement and a fantastic milestone. I'm just pleased to have played a small part in that journey, part of the history of your show, and thanks very much for having me as a guest. I think publishing episode 100 of your show, there's a message in there in itself for anyone that's in content marketing and for anyone that's in business, for anyone that wants to achieve anything of success in their life, is to stay committed to the thing that you want to achieve. Be consistent, you know, turn up every single week, publish that show. Do the thing that you said you were going to do. See the big picture and the longer the longer play in this whole thing. And you've done it. You're doing it. And um, I hope that you go on to publish 100 more episodes. Don't forget to be awesome. Deborah Turner from Show 74 gave us a masterclass in image, style and personal branding. Congratulations, Roger, on reaching your episode 100 of your really successful, really interesting podcast. I was honoured to be a guest earlier this year. It's Deborah from You Image Consultancy, and I loved being part of your show. I just want to share with you a quick top tip about marketing yourself. It's all about your personal brand, of course. It's about making sure that you use your true voice so that when you communicate with people for whatever message you want to market about your business, you do it in a genuine way because being true to yourself, giving your one true message means that you can remain consistent and you can really stand out from the crowd. Congrats again, Roger. What an amazing achievement. Episode 100. Woohoo! And here's one of my first ever guests, Alan Lakey from episode three. Most critical illness plans are sold related to a mortgage, but the penetration with many advisors isn't as high as it should be. I believe they should consider Doing what I do, which is on the mortgage fact find, making one of the first questions, what plans do you have for protecting your mortgage in the event of illness or premature death? By raising the subject at an early point rather than after the tortuous fact find and mortgage process, you've increased the likelihood of getting a commitment from the clients and it's then no surprise when you revert back to it and start talking about the plans. Ian Anderson a well-known political commentator, showed up in episode number 58. Politics drives economics and will do that for the foreseeable future. The lesson of the referenda campaign is social media is driving our political discourse. Can anything stop that? Can the industry do anything to understand that? Congratulations, Roger, on getting to 100 episodes and let's see what digital can do for politics and finance. And Derek Bradley from Panacea Advisor appeared twice, episode 6 and episode 82. Hi Roger, it's Derek Bradley here from Panacea Advisor. A quick message to say congratulations on 100 Up and I look forward to seeing the next 100 come up 
in the not too distant future. Keep up the great work, some really interesting content, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon in person. Take care. Another double hitter was Paul Avis from Canada Life. Roger, this is Paul Avis from Canada Life Group Insurance. I was lucky to be on the Empath podcast twice in its first hundred shows and hope to do many more in the next hundred. All the best with carrying on the great work from the Empath podcast and I hope to catch up with you soon to talk about that third episode. Catherine and Alan Knowles joined me in episode 91 to talk about zombies, or at least how they use zombies to market their firm. With great success, I might add. Hi, Roger. It's Catherine from Cure Financial Services. Congratulations on reaching 100 episodes for your podcast. What's an achievement? So that's a bit of a, a tip for me, for anybody who wants to, to hear what I have to say. Um, be cheeky. Be unique. Get yourself out there. Get yourself heard. You never know when someone is just going to to actually pay you some attention and give you the time of day and give you that chance to get your, your business and your message out there a bit more. I think that's probably the best thing I can uh, I can give you all. So um, I'll I'll head off now before I witter too much. Bye. Another couple, Andrew and Charlotte Wibberley, dropped in for show sixty six and fifty seven. Hi, Roger. It's Andrew Wibberley here from Alia Risk and guest on Empath sixty six. Huge congratulations on making it to 100. I'm really looking forward to hearing and hopefully being part of the next 100 and many, many more. I think you finally got more episodes than the average insurer has critical illness conditions, so that's quite a milestone in anyone's book. Hi, Roger. It's Charlotte Wibberley here. I was your lovely episode 57 of the Empath podcast where I talked around Superman syndrome and what people can do to avoid overwhelm um, and use outsourcing to grow their businesses. Just wanted to say a huge congratulations for reaching episode 100. Woohoo! All of your hard work has definitely paid off going from concept to success in um, in such a short period of time. So huge well done to you. You should be very, very proud. Here's Alistair Wickens from episode 73. Well, congratulations, Roger, on hitting your centenary milestone. It's a fantastic achievement and it's really great to have been involved. And you've asked me to pass on an interesting business tip. Well, there's an interesting post which has circled around on Facebook recently, which goes something like this. Stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start getting excited about what could go right. And people ask what it takes to build a successful business in this new and uncharted digital world. And maybe the answer is more suited to a future edition of your podcast, but... Without a doubt, overcoming the fear of stepping out into the unknown, whether as an individual entrepreneur or as a board of directors running a business, it has to be pretty near the top of the list. Fear's a real damper for innovation, but once we overcome that hurdle, the sky really can be the limit. Bridget Greenwood popped up in episode 36. Hi, Roger. I just wanted to congratulate you on getting to the 100th episode. That's a great milestone on your podcasting. It's Bridget Greenwood here from Financial Social Media UK. And in terms of top tips going forward, I think that uh, the importance of focusing on images is really key for business to get the attention of their audience. It's now the 70% of what we do online is sharing images and videos. So being able to understand how you can use that in your marketing and in your social is, is imperative. Podcast host Colin Gray shared his wisdom with us in episode 75. Here's Colin. Hey Roger, great work getting to episode 100. Not many people make it to that. Apparently the average is seven episodes, so you're way over that. Well done. <laughs> 
you asked for quick marketing tips. I think the biggest one for me, the one I've been talking about a lot recently, is just around thinking bigger with your content. The fact that just blog posts, just podcasts, just video really just isn't enough anymore and you need to be able to do it all at once. But obviously, that takes a lot of time and it's tricky. Uh, So I encourage a lot of people to do seasons these days, something I talked about at the Content Marketing Academy. It's really thinking about a blog topic or a podcast topic and turning it into a series of episodes. So break it down into core topics and teach a course on it essentially over maybe 5, 10, 15 episodes. And you can do that with a podcast or you can do that with a blog post or even videos too. And you can repurpose really amongst all of those mediums too. So I hope that's helpful. Think bigger and congratulations again on episode 100. Talk to you soon. Susie Colley appeared in episode 81. Hi Roger, well done on getting to 100 episodes. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get back to you. I'm up to my ears in selling funeral plans, believe it or not. They are now the new thing instead of life policies because they're that much cheaper. Thanks very much indeed, Roger. Hope you're keeping well. And finally, Alex Cameron, all the way from San Diego, still, quite rightly, believes in the power of live video. Congrats, Roger, on delivering 100 value-packed episodes on your podcast to marketers all over the world. Reaching this milestone requires both dedication and a great personality, both of which you have. I remember first meeting you on Snapchat. Remember that? And what stood out to me the most, other than the fact that I loved your accent, was your genuine personality. This reiterates the importance of showing the human side of your brand or business, especially with the live video revolution that we're currently experiencing in the world of social media. Humans want to connect with other humans. All right, Roger, keep up the great work. Now go enjoy a cold brewski or three. Cheers. When I look back over the last hundred episodes, it's great to see so many names, so many experts, personalities, friends, and thought leaders sharing their insights with you. It's a great resource now. Do please check out some of those archive episodes. Go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF and have a look. I'll tell you more about that competition to celebrate episode 100 a little bit later. But for now, let's get into this week's interview with Michelle Hoskin. Michelle is the founder and director of Standards International, the UK's leading and only UKAS accredited certification body specialising in training, assessment and certification to BS8577 and ISO 22222 standard. This is the British standard for financial planning. She's also built a personal brand as Little Miss Wow, and she explains how important that branding has been to getting the excellence message out there. So let's get right into that interview with Michelle here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Michelle Hoskin, Little Miss Wow, welcome to the Empath podcast. (laughs) Thanks, Roger. And of course, this is the second time you've been on the Empath podcast. You first were on the show back in November 2014 in episode 22. God, seems crazy. Life, like time just zips by. Like it's just craziness. When we first spoke, you gave us a lot of incredible value talking about Standards International, talking about the processes that advisors should put in place to take their businesses to another level and to quite literally wow their clients. Yeah. So yeah. we've got lots to catch up on today. But for the benefit of those people who perhaps didn't hear that episode all that time ago, 
maybe give everybody a little bit of background about yourself and what makes Michelle Hoskin tick. Oh my God, how long have you got? <laughs> um, what makes Michelle Hoskin tick? Well, at the moment, what makes me tick is my 1954 red Chevrolet flatbed truck that I've just bought. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, I was... Um, I, 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 um, my great auntie who was 92, she passed away a few months ago and she just left me a bit of spending money. So it wasn't a lot, but I treated myself because, and literally is, it sounds ridiculous, but the, um, one, a friend of mine said, you know, all this little miss wow stuff that you do is like, your car's not very well. So, uh, so I was walking down this, the field at this steam fair at the weekend and I saw this bright red bonnet with a full sale sign over it and I was like, I'm having it. <laughs> so I literally went up to this poor guy, I don't think he knew what had hit him and I was like, how much for your Chevy? I was, I was wheeling and dealing on a Saturday morning to buy the Chevy so it's part time I drive at the moment. I'm just waiting to get seat belts fitted. But, um, so yes, at the moment that's what makes me tick. Um, but other than that, so gosh, so much seems to have happened in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole concept of Little Miss Wow, the whole concept around Wow um, is sticking. And globally, people understand what I'm talking about when I do my presentations. Because because every single person wants to wow mm. or they want to be wowed. Yes. It's, it's kind of, you know, we talk now about, you know, the experience economy. I think we're way past that. I mm-hmm. think we're about the wow economy. Right. Now, that might sound a bit of a cliche term to kind of fit in really with what I'm trying to deliver. However, you know, the reason things like Facebook and stuff have become so popular is because people want to show how amazing their life is, Mm. you know, and how wow it is and the wow things that they're doing. So wow is sticking in the financial services world. So what we've really been doing in the last two years, Roger, is really just focusing on what makes advisors tick? What do they really want to deliver in their business and how can we help them do it? And that's what we've been working on. And we've been working our little socks off in between craziness. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we've nearly cracked it, which I'll, I can obviously share with everybody. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little pocket rocket, pain in the bum sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, I drive people crazy, but I'm just, I'm obsessed with this whole concept of, you know, you've only got one life, you've only got one business flipping knock the socks off everybody that you come into contact with and, and do it repeatedly. And one question I've always wanted to ask you, and now I've got you on the show, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's just that Little Miss Wow has two W's. It does. So tell me why there are two W's. So it's, well, actually, there are three W's. It's W-O-W-W. So. It <laughs> so to be honest, because I, I sometimes I, I just chop and change with the weather. Like sometimes... You know, the, the the actual acronym, obviously, is, you're quite right, has the double Ws. And at the moment, it and it will stay this, it's ways of wowing the world. Right. Um, and because the reason it came, and it's changed a little bit over the last two years, but only because it was really trying to find its place. And it was ways of wowing the world. Because one of the things that I do a lot of, um, whether it be consultancy or when I do the speaking, and when I sit down with advisors, it's, it's so apparent, is, you know, they'll say to me, you know, we want to have an amazing business. We want to, um, you know, we want to do this. We want to do this for clients. And I always have to roll it back uphill and I have to focus on them first. Mm-hmm. So, and I say to them, you know, you can't wow in business unless, you, unless you're wowing in your life. So the double W is ways of wowing the world and that has to start with them. And that's, you know, you know, we're, we're depleting our own resources constantly as entrepreneurs and as business owners, particularly in financial services. So that's where it came from. So it's ways of wowing the world. And this must be a massive opportunity 
there are so many companies out there that aren't offering a wow service. Totally. You know, I mean, yeah. British, British Telecom, HMRC, how many hours have I wasted recently waiting for people to help me on the telephone? And I think, uh, interestingly enough, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I had a couple of um, quite wacky marketeers, a young, <laughs> a young couple of marketeers called Andrew and Pete. And one of the things that they were saying is when people create a personal brand for themselves, all you you obviously want to write down what you stand for and quite a lot yeah. of financial services professionals will also always list things like I want to be professional. I want to be, oh, have integrity. Boring. So I want... boring. So how do you elevate yourself into that wow category? Because actually, being professional, having integrity and giving good service should be a given, shouldn't it? It, it, it is, really it should is. be a given. So how well, do we elevate above that? The, the first thing that's really important is wow means different things to different people, mm. right? And it's a very subjective word. So I'm not, personally, I'm not saying, you know, wow is this right because wow might be that to me mm. but it might not be wow you know it might not be that might not be wow to somebody else yeah so the first the first thing is is i do an exercise and obviously i'd love the listeners to do it as we're doing this but you know when i say the word wow i mean i ask you know what word springs to mind and it could be amazing it could be exceptional it may be professional it may be trust mm. but whatever your wow word is you need to literally write it or tattoo it across your forehead because that's almost the benchmark statement or word, but it's almost like the benchmark word that you live your life by. So, you know, so mine is sparkly. Like my wow word has always been sparkly. From being a little girl, I used to love anything that was glittery and sparkly, and I still do, right? Mm. So sparkly is my wow word. Then what you do is, how do you elevate yourself? Well, you first of all have to look at your own life. You as a person, would I, three years ago, would I have described my life as sparkly? Well, of course I wouldn't, because I, was, I wasn't happy in my life, mm -hmm. personally. So, but when you start to almost have your own benchmark of what's, what your, stand, your own personal standards are, like what's acceptable to you, what sort of service would, do you appreciate, what, who you are, you then almost by accident and by default elevate yourself and raise the bar, mm. you see. So it's, it's little things like, uh, and I'll tell a very, very quick story, Roger, if I can. Of I mean, I, I arrived in Montreal Airport in October last year and it was freezing cold. It was half, half past 10 at night and I was exhausted. I had two suitcases and I was shattered. I'd been on this speaking tour around Canada. I was having a great time, but I was tired. And I stood, I walked through the airport and I looked for, I looked for a sign that says ground transportation, which is taxis and that kind of thing. So I walked into this kind of area where there was probably about 50 people in a queue. And I was like, oh God, like, oh God, you know, and I felt <laughs> my, my heart sank. I felt sick. I was, it was raining outside. It was dark and cold in Canada. And I was like, oh God, I, I just want to get to my hotel, right? I reckon there was a 40-minute wait at oh least in this line. Half the people were lining up outside. I looked to the right of me, and there was a sign that said limousine, okay? Yeah. And I stood at the end of the sign, and I was like, am I worth a limousine? Because there was no queue, red carpet, beautiful, like walk down this tunnel. And I thought, damn, yeah, I'm worth a flipping limousine. So off I trots down the end of this limousine to this uh, no queue to the bottom of this doorway. I got in this limousine. The lady handed me a bottle of Evian. And she said to me, if you'd like to put some music on, please do so. So I did. I stuck my little iPod on and I relaxed. And I said to her, come on then. I said, I was thinking, this is going to fleece me dry, this, this ride, right? I said, how much extra? She said, $25. Wow. We're, we're talking £12.50, 
right yeah. at that time roughly yeah. so as i'm driving past looking at all these people what they what they what well, the problem is is they don't think they're worth 12 pound 50 mm. and worse still they don't think they're worth a limousine yeah and how can they have a wow anything if they don't have that amount of self-worth and we're talking about a 12 pound 50 extra ride now there's a financial element i understand however at that moment, even I said, am I worthy of a limousine? Because that's ultimately what I was asking myself. So how do you elevate? You just need to do it. But you have to start with yourself. I think that's a really good lesson. <laughs> I can see myself I, I can see myself in that scenario, Michelle, because I would have done exactly the same and I would probably have spent more than twenty five bucks. Exactly. Just to I'd do spent, it. <laughs> exactly. I'd have spent, I'd have given the guy hundred dollars, uh-huh. even if I just sold my parents right i would have got in a limousine because it was i wanted to get to the hotel my time is worth more than that yes so you know and i ask i ask an audience of a thousand people which line are you in are you in the limo line or the taxi line Mm -hmm. where do you want to be and then wow starts to land they start to get it like what i'm talking about and so you've got them thinking about themselves and then, of course, you want to get them to transfer that wow factor that they thought about themselves into their business. Yeah. And, of course, this is where Standards International comes in. So um, for those people who didn't listen to the first interview a few um, years ago, Michelle, just give us a quick background about what you've been doing at Standards International, what you do do at Standards International, but how you've developed that business over the course of the last couple of years. Well, interestingly, this, this, podca- this podcast is very timely because it's actually all changed at Standards International, and it has been for about the last six months. Okay. So I'm going to be very kind of upfront and open as I, I don't actually know how to be any other way, to be honest. But <laughs> so, so most people know, you know, or those that don't will know in a moment that, you know, as Standards International exists, we are a consultancy business mm-hmm. primarily. We do training and also we do certification and we certify um, and assess financial services firms and financial advisors against two, an international and a British standard. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. these these standards are they're amazing and they're packed full of awesomeness and they've got you know they're a great benchmark in which to operate as a business the problem we have as a business is we've been promoting these standards and working with these standards for 10 years and the market is just not excited by them and you know after 10 years i've i've given it every single thing that i've got and we've we're almost at that point to say look we've got this amazing framework but the market doesn't want it and it doesn't necessarily that it doesn't want it at all I still think that what we're trying to offer the market within this certification is almost five to ten years before its time in the UK. There's a very, very, very small and select group of advisors in the UK who are flipping, they're pushing the boundaries all over the place to get these amazing standards in their business, and Mm -hmm. it's great. But But it's not enough. We can't sustain a business with just this little interest. In the meantime, so all this has been going on, and I'm like, no. I'm not giving up on it. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. I'm a woman possessed. We'll keep <laughs> pushing it, right? Yeah. Little, little diva that I am. In the meantime, the whole wow thing comes about, right? So I have literally, I'm not joking, Roger, stopped talking about standards, mm-hmm. as in ISO and BS, right. in every presentation I've done in the last two years, but replaced it with wow, which ultimately is the same thing, but a bit more. People can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. So what we've just designed and what we've been working on is the, it's called the Wowing by Design Development Program. Right. It's a two-year program, which basically takes a firm from woe to wow. Right? I like that from yeah. woe to wow. And yeah. we get their team involved, we get their practice managers involved, we deliver training. It's a two year program. It involves on site visits, it involves workshops, it involves calls, mentoring calls, development program. And what the advi- what the administrators 
come out with is the certificate in practice excellence right. and the diploma in practice excellence. And this is literally where we're off, off, on the record, off the record, we're launching it in January 2017. And I am, I've never been more excited about anything in my life because already we've got a waiting list of firms that want to join that program in January. We've only literally created one A4 piece of paper, which, which explains it. And I've got a waiting list. It's a really interesting way you've described that, Michelle, because in reality, talking about ISO standards, etc., does sound a little it doesn't sound like wow does it totally not and it doesn't and it's never really I mean I I look I'm people that know me and people that have seen me do my thing you know I'm obsessed with this stuff Mm -hmm. like you know you know this is my personal mission right I'm, I'm, I'm determined to change an industry into a profession and I'll do everything I can to make that happen however I have to have something that the market wants mm. and the market that's embracing and they're embracing wow. And it's not about salesy and fluffy and all American and all this, that and the other. It's about having a kick-ass business mm. and everybody wants that. Yeah, everybody. absolutely. What you've done is you've found the sizzle. you found the sizzle I, and I wow so, is Roger. the sizzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because the thing is, I mean, you know, I'm I'm 38, 39 next year, and I've been I've been promoting Standards International for 10 years, and I, and I know there's advisors that have been in this business for 30, 40 years, and they're like that's nothing, right? But whilst I'm promoting something that the market's not excited about, I'm missing the opportunity to really take to market something that the market is very excited about, mm-hmm. and that's been the shift in the last two years. Um, you know, it, it's, it's massive for us. And I, you know, we're only taking 15 firms in per intake twice a year. And I've got this waiting list already and it's just nuts. And I'm, and I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled because it makes all that hard work, not just of me, but the team, the clients that have gone through this process, it makes it all worthwhile. How many people do you think actually get this, Michelle, the need to elevate yourself above mediocrity? Are there quite a lot of people out there who are still happy just to plod along, doing the same old, same old, not embracing digital technology, not looking to grow the business, to engage with more customers, to deliver an amazing wow service? Are we still in that situation where there is that aspiration for mediocrity? Yeah, I mean, I think I think over the over the years, I mean, I've seen a change in this marketplace. So, you know, maybe it's just because of who I hang out with and the the, the kind of the advisors that I deal with through them being clients mainly. But I, I've seen a massive shift. I mean, I think you think about where the marketplace has come from. We had lots of guys doing jobs, uh-huh. like they they just did a job. They kept themselves busy, keeping themselves out of trouble by having a client bank and a little mini business. And I think there is masses, there's still a massive element of that where you've got advisors. And the, the, the problem is, I mean, we all know compliance is an absolute pain in the backside, right? But it's almost destroying our business, mm-hmm. not just from the, the forms that advisors have to fill in, but it's almost created a benchmark that's really quite low. Yes. Okay. So you've, it's not a case of, it is a case of plodding along, but even plodding along to a lot, is still quite a lot right. like in as much that there's a benchmark being set which is compliance right and the regulatory framework let's call it and advisors are working hard some harder than others to meet that regulatory benchmark mm. the problem is that that benchmark's not high enough so plodding in my world is just meeting the regulatory requirements right but there's a massive group of advisors that are like, sod that, that's no way near enough. I don't want regulation to rule my world. I want to be awesome and I want to be entrepreneurial and I want to have an amazing business. The problem is at the moment, until this program, there isn't any other framework mm-hmm. to do that. There's no program for how to have an amazing business. There's a program on how to define your service proposition and how to charge fees better and segment your client bank. 
we're way past that. Way, way, way past that. So we're, we're more about the wow economy, having a wow experience. Consumers want it. We want it. And I think it, it, it'll come. And, I, and I've seen it in other countries where, you know, in America particularly, they're all about the sizzle. Mm. In Canada, they're all about the sizzle because we're in an experience world, not a, not a kind of just plod on world. You I, think, know? I think this is so important. And, and, and obviously, quite a lot of the people I talk to as well, certainly from a content marketing and a social media point of view, are based in the States. Yeah. Um, and quite a, you know, I've, I've been talking to a lot of people on the podcast i've been to conferences and america and canada are at least five years ahead in a lot of these things they are maybe even more yeah but then behind in so many others Mm. do you know what i mean like they're they're almost uh, they've had they've had a lack of regulation for longer yes which has meant that they're you know there's some really bad there's a bad end of that marketplace that's not there's not like it's all amazing and rosy Mm. because it isn't like there's some really bad behaviors in that in that marketplace however what you have got though is because they've had a lack of regulation longer they've had to think for themselves Mm -hmm. they've had to do stuff that's more entrepreneurial more business-like because they'd be out of business yes Uh Uh you know and that's why that's why we've the challenges we've had here in the uk for so long is that you know advisors you know, t- I mean, I, look, I'll give you an example, right? I've d- I was, when I was over in October in, in Canada, I got chatting to a guy who'd just taken $180,000 commission. Wow. Right? For a life policy. And he took it, every single penny. Mm-hmm. And he can. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, he is absolutely bricking it, right, <laughs> within an inch of his life. Because I said, how on earth? How on, in anybody's book, how amazing is your service to justify a $180,000 fee commission? He's absolutely breaking it. Because he knows full well that he's just done what he needs to do just to get by. He's got a massive awakening coming. But you look at what he does for his clients in terms of social events and Christmas gifts and, you know, he knocks their socks off. Mm-hmm. Like he's hiring boats and taking them around seawall. And do you know what I mean? Yes, of so course. it's not, it's, 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 it goes in one hand and it comes out in the other, honestly. But the, the markets overseas are massively different. Massively different. We're going to take a short break from Michelle's interview so I can tell you about the competition to celebrate episode 100 of the Empath podcast. Many of my guests have written books, books which help people build their businesses. So I'm going to give copies of some of these books to you as prizes. You can find out more about the books at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash competition, along with how to enter. Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker is all about how you can use virtual assistants to make your business more efficient and profitable. And Chris has thrown in a special companion ebook, which isn't available to the general public. So you really don't want to miss this one. The Little Book of Wow by today's guest Michelle Hoskin gives you tips on how to deliver a wow experience to your customers. The Financial Wellbeing Book by Chris Budd teaches you how to create financial peace of mind. And Content Warfare by Ryan Hanley provides a masterclass in using content marketing to make your business stand out in a busy world. One lucky winner will get that set of four books and also an hour's free consultancy with me. And we can talk about whatever you like. We can talk about your marketing strategy, your social media, your business, whatever will help you most. And four other winners will win one 
of those books that I've mentioned. All you've got to do is leave me a review on iTunes. The links on the competition page, rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash competition. I'll draw the winners on the 1st of October 2016 from anyone leaving a five-star review after September the 8th. That's all you have to do. Yep, it's a bit of bribery, but those are bloody good books and well worth a read. So check out rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash competition. And now, let's get back to Michelle. So there's there's an appetite for WOW now, and obviously you've said you're restructuring Standards International yeah. to, to focus on that. But in the meantime, as you've said, you've been around the world, you've been speaking in Australia, Canada, the United States. And what are some of the good things? Let, let's forget about the bad things. There are always bad yeah. things, and we don't want to focus on that. What are some of the good things that you've seen in Australia, in Canada, in the United States, good practices in the financial service industries in those countries, which you are encouraging people as part of, of what you're talking about to adopt in the United Kingdom? Well, I think, um, it, it, you know, you take, let's take particularly Vancouver, for example. Mm. So I, I fly out to Vancouver on Friday. I'm speaking in Banff. I'm, I'm, so I'm such a lucky girl, Roger. Like, sometimes I have to pinch myself, to, <laughs> like, whether I'm dreaming or not. Seriously, like, so I'm speaking at the um, the Advocacy School. Um, it's like their massive professional body over mm-hmm. in Canada. And um, so we fly into Vancouver. Now, the thing with Vancouver is it's a very, although the weather is pretty dire most of the year, right? They're yeah. a very outdoorsy, social, living type of biz, like t- type of people. Yeah. You, you'd never get, ever get to get hold of anybody on a Friday afternoon after one o'clock, yeah. ever, right? Because they're all kayaking or climbing up a mountain or skiing or something, right? Yeah. So, the, 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 so what happens is in those countries where life living is a massive part of their world, mm. they're very efficient, mm-hmm. right? Because they're brutal with their time. And that's a good thing. Mm. So there's none of this, oh, yeah, let's sit in the office until 8 o'clock. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. They put in the hours, mm-hmm. but they know that they are living. And they're, they are very slick and very streamlined on how they do their work because they know if they're inefficient, it impairs on their private life mm-hmm. okay they've got that there's a massive balance there's a massive good balance in that mm-hmm. so therefore they're happy to invest they're happy to invest in coaching for themselves they're happy to invest in their business on time management training they're happy to invest in areas that are not just about qualifications right because their benchmark is so low as far as qualifications so it means it frees up a lot of their time so the businesses that are successful i've noticed they invest a lot in their business like coaching, mentoring, other training and development for them and their staff outside of financial services. Massive tick in the box. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're smart. They don't waste time doing stuff they shouldn't be, and they are very proud of their brands. Okay, yeah. like, so I, I met a guy in Australia, and he had he had full uniform. All of his advisors had uniform on, beautiful tailored shirts with the company logo on, mm-hmm. right, with a company briefcase. And, it, and you know what? It looked like absolute nuts. Mm-hmm. And he had his car sign-righted. His car, not like the company car, his car, because he's so proud of it. We, when was the last time you ever saw a financial advisor in the UK driving around in a branded car? <laughs> Never. I think that Roger. has a connotation of Domino's pizzas, doesn't it? And that sort of it thing. It does. Sort of low, but low overseas, end. It's, it's, it's big. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they're, they're very proud of what they do. In the UK, I think we're almost like, well, we're an advisor, but don't tell anybody. Oh, no, but we're planners, so we're a bit different to advisors. There's all that. 
They don't care what they're called overseas. They this, just love what they do. This is such an interesting concept, and I just want to try and dig a little bit deeper here because personal branding and corporate branding is, is obviously something I've been doing for many, 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 many years, 25 years of uh, thinking back. And um, you're an example of somebody who's created an amazing personal brand. In yeah. addition to, I mean, you've got Standards International, but you are Little Miss Wow. There might be people out there who know you as Little Miss Wow and they actually don't know that your real name is Michelle. True. You know, because you And this is, this is the gospel truth, right, Roger? Yeah. It totally freaks me out. If I told my mom, she'd yeah. never believe me, yeah. right? I was at a conference in June in Vancouver for mm. MDRT. And I was walking across the concourse and there was 11,500 people at this conference. Mm. And there was a little group of little, little Filipino ladies, right. right, in the corner of this room. And they're like, there's little Miss Wow. There's little Miss Wow. <laughs> and it totally freaked me out. Yeah. Right? And you're absolutely right. But I don't, you know what? I don't care because the fact that they're saying the word wow is a nice word to say and it makes them feel good. But what you've done is you've created a personal brand for yourself. You've created a corporate brand for Standards International. And what you're saying is that people are doing this around the world. Yeah. And yet in the United Kingdom, we have a sort of reticence about this. Yeah. Now, is it because, like you've said before, perhaps people don't value themselves enough? So we need to be thinking about, yeah. I'm in the limo line. I need to create myself much more high profile. I need to get myself out there. Or is it that we think it's too expensive to invest into ourselves to, to produce that brand, to do the videos, to do the podcast, to do the speaking, to do whatever it is we need to do? What, what do you think the mentality is that's preventing us in the UK from using this quite amazing technology that we have these days, content marketing, digital marketing, social media, to put ourselves out there and become all all these little Miss Wows and Mr. Wows yeah. and all of this. What What's happening? Why aren't we doing it? I think, um, okay, so you've got, to look, you've got to look back. So, you know, I'm not saying it was because I, I, I have my own opinions and I, you know, I love this profession more mm. than anything, right? Um, but I think if you think about where we have come from and the journey as a profession, so you've gone from door knocking, yeah. selling stuff at the door like some dirty salesman, mm. right, and saleswoman, um, and that's the, that's the reputation that that has almost got, the dirtiness of commission, the dirtiness of mis-selling, all this bad press, this bad fe features around this amazing industry, mm -hmm. this amazing profession. So I think that we've had a, we've took a massive knock mm. from a confidence perspective. So anytime we now talk about ourselves or we promote and talk about how amazing we are as planners or how amazing our businesses are, it's like, well, who does he think she is? And mm. who does she think she is talking about herself like that? Mm -hmm. It's all a bit flash. And the problem is, we're all nice. We're all like match like butterflies in match block boxes, and the most successful advisors I know are uber confident, mm -hmm. without question. They know who they are. They're proud of what they've got. They love the fact they've got swanky officers. They tell everyone they've got swanky officers, and they're proud of it. And they're a bit Charlie Big Potatoes, but they are they are very well respected within their client bank, and they're uber successful because they put themselves out there. Mm. So the problem is, we're almost talked ourselves into well, sales is well, let's not talk about sales, salesmen, saleswomen selling. Mm. Let's not talk about how amazing our proposition is because it's bragging. Yes, we're, we're culturally all all ass about face. If I'm honest, mm. like. So overseas, they're like, yeah, I've got a flipping flash car. Look at it, it's sign written, and I am so and so, and I do this. So we just, I don't know, maybe it's a British thing. I think i think it probably is a British thing, but I also think we are completely browbeaten by the media as well. Totally. And, yet, and regulation. 
Regulation in, too. Indeed, We're knackered. Indeed. And and of course, yes, there have been mis-selling scandals. And yes, you know, I do see every day I hear things that the banks are doing and I put my hands in my and put my head in my hands to think about how that's still tarnishing the reputation yeah. of financial services. But I think Sometimes we have to remember that we are, as an industry, doing some amazing things for people. Fabulous. You know, we're, we're, we're giving people the ability to retire. We're, giving, we're helping people out if they become ill. And what we're not doing is we're not telling those positive, amazing stories. We're not. We're allowing, it's seen as bragging. Yeah, and we're allowing ourselves to be browbeaten. So the media, Absolutely. The media are, are never going to publish positive stories. So they continue to find the negatives. But you know what, Roger? It's not just about the, the press. It's about each other. Yeah. Like I've sat with advisors. I swear to you, I've sat in a company of advisors and they've been slagging another advisor off going, who does he think he is? They're saying he's got this flash car and that, the other, the other. So we do, <laughs> we were doing it in, we're doing it in our own, in our own, around our own kitchen table. Mm. All right. So no wonder, um, we, we're not, we know, we're not confident. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that you know, I, I did a podcast for um, um, for a, a, a lady who was she's got this this big following of women over in New Zealand. Yeah. And she said, "Give me one one tip that um, you want. You know, you, you're happy for me to share with my audience." And I said, "Be as selfish as you, as you can, <laughs> right?" And she's like, we, we, "We're all hardwired to be told that that's not right." And I said, "I know." There's the problem. Yeah. So we're giving and giving and giving, sharing, value add, giving to our clients, but we're depleting our own resources. There's nothing left of us. So by the time advisors come to think about wow, they're flipping knackered. Mm-hmm. Like there's no wow they can do because they're flipping exhausted. And that's good because that makes them a success. I had an advisor say to me, he's like, oh, yeah, he said, I've not had a holiday for three years. I went, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a bloody idiot. Like, go on holiday. That's not a success. That's a flipping nightmare. But he, he, that was that was considered successful. Again, that brings us right back to what you said at the start when you were stood in that um, line for transportation yeah. at the airport. You're not thinking about yourself. No, no even when I given so much. Even when I was managing director of a big financial services protection company i would always take an hour at lunchtime and get myself out the office and go for a walk and if my pa said oh but so-and-so wants a meeting and you've got to go to this i said no no i'm sorry even even though i'm very important allegedly (laughs) i'm going out for a walk because i've got to look after myself well look what they say roger like you you know there's the amount of airplanes i've sat on i could flip and recite this script but (laughs) you know you put your oxygen mask on before helping anybody else yes Right, and advisors in the UK are terrible at it because it's it seemed to be um, you're dedicated, you're loyal, you're a great planner, you're this, you're that. If you literally exhaust yourself for the benefit of your clients, mm-hmm. and it's and it's it's the biggest problem that we've got that we're facing at the moment. So you know those advisors that go, do you know what? I am only working a three day week, and I am going to resource my team, and I'm going to spend a bit of money on a decent decent coffee machine, and I'm going to look after the staff. I've got more successful businesses. End of story. End, end of story. Um, but it, it all comes down to them themselves, like the value they see on themselves, how confident they are. Um, I, had an, I, had advi- I had an advisor many, was a year ago, and we were, we were making massive changes in his business. And all, do you know what he was worried about? Hmm. How the reaction would be within his study group. Right. And I was like, I don't give a flying toss about the advisors <laughs> in your study group. They're not sitting around this table with me with your opportunities ahead. And it was almost like he was embarrassed to be a success. And, I, and at that moment, I thought, what is this profession coming to, mm-hmm, really? Mm-hmm. 
And and this is the sort of stuff that's been going around my head every single day, which is why the program has been put together, which is why it's not about standards and compliance and ISO and BS. It's so much more than that. And it has to start with the advisor right at the heart of them and their families and what they're doing and how they're looking after themselves and are they overweight and are they keeping fit, all that. It, and that's what I spend pretty much most of my time doing, talking about and helping advisors get get to the bottom of it and grow from that point. And of course, quite a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is from a personal branding point of view for advisors. How can they use content marketing like this podcast, like video yeah. to create a brand for themselves? Does that do you do part of that as as uh, as part of the process for the wow? Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm a bit, I'm a bit self mark. I mean, I, I love my I love Facebook and I love putting stuff up at what I'm doing and my daughter and our little travels and all the rest of it. So in terms of a user, I would say I, I pretty much I'm sort of all right. In terms of business, it's taken me a bit longer, mm-hmm. and I do talk to advisors about. Um, things like social media and the website and their newsletter i'm not a marketing expert by no means however um what again going back to what i've just said what they find is that, that who's bothered they're like well who who wants to listen to my tweet read my tweets and who wants to see me on 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 a youtube channel i'm like everybody that loves you <laughs> including clients and i i started doing these wow hours i've called them so mm-hmm. i'm interviewing over by zoom video a number of clients and industry kind of experts and you know it's kind of what we're setting the world to rights basically for an hour just chatting through what's been going on mm-hmm. and it's interesting because i i actually think that when you open yourself up to be vulnerable and talk about your family and be real because Little Miss Wow is, is my sort of, you one of the better words, stage name. But I'm like this in real life. Mm. Like my poor boyfriend is exhausted. I mean, he's as crazy <laughs> as I am as, as he's drilling my seatbelts into my Chevy at the mm. moment in the drive. But, you know, it's like this is be real. And, and social media and using these vehicles just gives you that outlet to communicate, I yes. think. It's not a case of selling stuff or giving tips on the tax brackets. And it's not about that. It's about just your voice, you know, getting your voice. And those that don't want to listen will tune out I and think, they'll turn off. I think that's absolutely spot on. I think that one of the reasons why a lot of people don't get social media is that they think it's just another selling channel. Yeah, totally. Or another selling marketing dirty channel. word, right? Exactly. Whereas, <laughs> not. whereas social media is, it's social media, not selling media. Totally. And the, the people who are successful on social media are the ones who use it to create relationships, to have conversations. The reason you have a conversation on social media about what your favourite film is or you're posting a picture of your holiday is because you want to show somebody that you are human yeah. and that you're being more human. And actually, as a result of that, they're going to want to work with you probably a lot more than if you're just saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Well, and, I and also, so I think, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of words bounded around like authentic and trust and integrity. To me, it's just being raw. Mm. Like, it's just being you. Like waking up in the morning and your hair's a bit of a mess and, you know, doing a little podcast or doing a, a video and just being true. Yeah. Right? And people are inspired by real life. Yeah. And um, that's why reality TV shows and Big Brother, you know, all right, over the years it's deteriorated in numbers and, and, and interest. But that that's that stuff's nuts. Mm-hmm. 
people like people like the realness. So I think I think ultimately, you know, the whole the whole argument around wow is about putting yourself out there, but first and foremost taking care of yourself. Then you can tackle anything that goes on in your business. What's the one thing then, Michelle, that you'd like people listening to this episode of the podcast to take away from all the experiences you've had in the last couple of years on your international travel, on your redevelopment of standards international? Honestly, I want them to sit down in a quiet room or on a beach or in their garden or when they're driving around in their car and I want them to think about themselves for at least one whole hour not their clients you know what what you know not their families not their friends not their children themselves and and ask ask themselves the question if I was doing this all over again what would it look like like what would your life look like if you were starting it from scratch and there was a picture that came up on Facebook a few years ago and and it's and it it was like are you where you thought you would be when you were a little girl Mm -hmm. and when I read it I was like shit no I'm not (laughs) And I changed. I changed where I was, and I'm much, much happier, right? So I, I, I want, I want them to have an hour, just an hour, and just to think or walk or cycle or do whatever they're doing, and it just be for them. And it's not about the doing; it's about the thinking about themselves and being selfish. They could be, if they could be selfish for one whole hour, what would they do? We don't do enough of it. There's not enough me time ever. And you know, when you're not fully where you need to be personally the whole rest of it starts falling apart and, oh. and that's what that's what every every person not just an advisor they need to do i did it i get my clients to do it and the rewards are massive that's really good advice michelle and we've been talking quite a lot about financial services businesses about our own businesses about what you've been doing what i've been doing have you seen any examples of good marketing or good practice from another company and you thought I like that campaign or I like that product model or I like that business model can you give us an example of something that's uh, wowed you recently well outside of financial services it can be in financial services or it can be outside Uh, yeah I'll tell you I'll tell you a story when I was in I was in Vancouver in June and um, I had literally this particular day I had back-to-back meetings and I was late for every single one of them because the first one got late and it just was like a ripple effect as these things always are I I darted up these steps to the Pan Pacific restaurant Mm -hmm. On um, just near seawall and the guy could see I was hot it was roasting hot weather I was sweating I was rushed I was out of puff he literally took my bag he practically took my arm and he took me to my seat right, right. and he said to me he's like I, I can see you're in a rush hi I'm so-and-so I'm David I think his name was hi I'm David um, can I you know I, I will I'll be very attentive and he said this to me I'll be very attentive to you today Miss Hoskin I can see that you're in a little bit of a, a fluster let me take you to your seat I'd sat myself down. The chef came out of the kitchen. He said, I've allocated a specific part of the the kitchen um, for your meal so that we can get you straight through and we can get you out to your meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sitting there going, this is amazing. And all of a sudden, all my worries of the day were like starting to evaporate, right? So, and they said, we'd like to suggest that you have the tuna salad. It's quick to make. It's light. You won't sit on your stomach and you'll be fresh for your next meeting. All about me, Mm -hmm. right, in this, this, this particular moment. Then he brought me some water. Then he cleared some table because he could see I was on my laptop. Very, very attentive. I could have been the only person, not just in that restaurant, but in the whole of Vancouver, and yeah. I wouldn't have known. Then they brought me, then he said, I, I, I understand you're not Australian. I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not Australian. <laughs> I'm from the UK. He's like, um, would you, he said, I understand that tea calms you down. And I was like, yes, I would love a cup of English breakfast tea. So they brought me out this tray with this, you know, this pot of English breakfast tea. But the killer blow was, he said, where do you need to be and what time? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, I need to be at West Georgia and Butte in 20 minutes or whatever. He said, just wait one moment. And off he disappeared. 
He walked up the stairs five minutes later and he said to me, he's like, I've taken the liberty of arranging with the concierge of one of our hotel cars to take you the complimentary, they're only for, they're only normally available for residents, but you're not staying in the hotel, but you're dining with us, to take you to your meeting and um, to wait for you and bring you back. And I'm like, okay, totally unexpected. And at that moment, I thought, that is what wow looks like. Yeah. Right. And it was just one guy, one restaurant that was has the ethos of making every client feel like they are the center of the goddamn universe. And it worked and it worked beautifully. Right. And everything I needed, they thought about it before I'd even got to draw breath. That's what wow looks like. And we need to take advice from the hotel industry, from amazing restaurants, from amazing hotels, because that's what that's what they, they sell themselves on is wow. They don't sell themselves on flogging bedrooms. They sell themselves on these amazing wow experiences. And just lastly, on my the little the newest little book that I've written, which is the the, um, the little book of wow, where that came from was I met a lady who used to be headhunted by Michelin well restaurants that wanted to become Michelin star restaurants, mm-hmm. and I got chatting to her and I said to her, you know, what does a Michelin star restaurant have to do to be amazing? And she listed all these things for me. And I said, will you email me that list? So she did. I took this list. I added some of my own from a personal perspective. And I then flipped it and said, if a restaurant needs to do that, what does a financial services firm need to do to become Michelin star? And that's what the difference was. And that's what the book, that's why Little Book of Wow got created. And you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it from us. I sell it at events, and that's what that book is, and it's wow packed into a book. Making people feel like they're the centre of the goddamn universe. (laughs) It sounds American, but it resonates. It resonates. Absolutely right. It's totally true. So you've mentioned the the little book of wow, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes of the podcast. Are there any other books that you haven't written that you've read which you've have resonated with you? Yeah, one little one that everyone should read is the Fred Factor. Mm-hmm. It's about a postman guy in the States who just was the, the best postman ever, and they've written a whole book on him. Yeah. Um, and Michael Heppel as well, mm-hmm. um, five-star service, one-star budget. And how should people get in touch with you, Michelle? Okay, so we can you can connect on Facebook. So either personally at Michelle Hoskin, but be prepared to be inundated with pictures of my food and my daughter. Um, or Little Miss Wow, obviously on Facebook. Same on Instagram, Little Miss Wow. Um, Michelle Hoskin on LinkedIn. Um, Twitter at Little Miss Wow, uh, and then just really, you know, email me at Michelle at Standards International, um, or just find us at um, www.standardsinternational.co.uk. Fantastic, Michelle, and I will double. Thanks, Roger. I'll double the side of the size of the show notes page in order to include all of those links. <laughs> and uh, let me wish you even more success for the future, Michelle. Thank it's you, been Roger. a pleasure Thank to speak you. to you. And, and you. Let's speak to. Let's uh, catch up sometime in the future for a coffee or a beer. We will. Or a glass of wine. I'm not coming to Edinburgh if it's raining. <laughs> I'll warn you now. Anyway, well, well, that rules out 364 days of the year then. <laughs> totally. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to episode 100 of the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Don't forget to check out the special competition by visiting rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash competition. Until the next episode, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.